0: Hello everybody, this is Coach Aaron Saft on the MR Running Pains podcast, and as you've probably seen, I finished Western States. Um, It wasn't the day that I was hoping for, but thank God I got across the line. I continue with the Grand Slam, and I am stoked about that. Um, So this is going to be my recap uh, I'm going to get up with uh, Thomas Brown. Thomas also finished. He finished within the golden hour, um, uh, just uh, about an hour behind me. Um, and, uh, you know, w- we both were surprised by the course. I'm going to talk about some of my surprises here. Um, but um, but I will have Thomas on to kind of recap that and, and also kind of preview Vermont. Uh, Because now we both set our sights on the Vermont 100, which uh, takes place three weeks from uh, when we finished Western States. So um, as you hear this, we're going to be close to two weeks away from uh, Vermont, which is crazy to think. But um, I can say my legs actually feel pretty good Um, based on how I felt. uh, I moved slow enough that actually I feel pretty good. So um, hopefully my rebound time will be pretty quick. Um, but, uh, let's, let's start off here. Um, I'm actually recording, um, right next to where we did packet pickup in Olympic Valley. Um, just wanted to come up here and kind of get one final eye on the place. It is gorgeous. Uh, if you've never been out to Olympic Valley, uh, it is a ski resort. It is simply amazing and gorgeous. Uh, the slopes are, you know, the views right around you. It's incredible. Um, you know, just, just seeing them, um, race morning woke up about 3 a.m. Uh, the race starts at 5 a.m. So, uh, had some coffee and breakfast and, uh, got my gear together. We had the, the car was packed the night before, uh, we had everything packed and loaded and ready to go. I just had to grab my pack, which was already set to go, um, you know, do the pre-race rituals and, uh, and, you know, get ourselves over to the the starting area. Um, once we got over the start, we saw some, some friendly faces, which we had been all week. There's just so many people here, um, so many great people, and met some tremendously um, awesome new f- people as well. So um, really awesome time, just, you know, catching up with some folks I hadn't seen in a long time. So it was incredible. The, the whole week in lead up, um, you know, pack and pick up, everything. Um, we actually, uh, watched the, uh, the pre-race meeting online so we could just relax in the, uh, the place that we rented. So, um, it was a pretty chill day the day before. Um, I didn't want to be on my feet for too long. So, um, you know, woke up, uh, feeling pretty fresh, pretty ready to go. Um, my mantra for the day was I am happy, healthy, and whole. And that was going to be my mantra, uh, to get me through. <laughs> um, so... I, you know, was just giving my crew, you know, tons of hugs, and um, my daughter came over. We let my son sleep, <laughs> and uh, uh, so we got over here, and uh, you know, we're just so excited by the, you know, by the moment what was transpiring uh, about to start. So, um, pretty cool, and so anyway, we um, uh, we got me into the corral, the start corral. And uh, I couldn't see my crew for, from that point. They they got up a little bit on the race course so they could cheer us as we started. And um, we just waited for the shotgun blast. Um, and as the, the shotgun blasted, we headed up the escarpment, which is super exciting. Uh, you know, 5 a.m. start. It's actually, you know, starting to show some signs of daylight um, uh, out here. <laughs> in this this part of the world. So um didn't need our headlamps. We just started making our way up. Uh plan was just to kinda jog and, and kinda get, you know, out of the gates and then just start hiking all the way up the escarpment because it's a it's a good climb. Um, you know, I think it's somewhere between three, four miles uh, up to the, the the top um of uh they call it uh Watson's monument up there. And it was gorgeous. I took some pictures, did some GoPro um you know, just really just trying to hike it out, not trying to um, push myself um, you know just really uh, in- absorbing you know the moment that we had finally started Western states. we were underway um, trying to control my excitement. People were you know running a lot, and I, you know i like i said i just I stuck to my guns and just hiked. <clears throat> Um, we hit snow um, maybe a mile or so into the hike up. Uh, we started hitting snow and and um, you know snow fields, uh, which uh, was uh, was crazy to hit snow so early. but um, as we you know kept getting higher and higher, there was more and more snow and we were going across you know um, more stretches and longer stretches of snow. Uh, I started in the uh, topo mountain racer twos and um, just wanted something a little luggier. Uh, it was still pretty slick. Uh, we started, I think the temps were low 40s, uh, so the uh, some of the snow was still pretty um, icy, um, pretty solid, uh, but as the as the sun came up, um, you know, and, and we were going up, uh, it, it started to kind of loosen up a little bit and, you know, people obviously had been before me. So I was just trying to follow their footsteps cause they had kind of broken some of the snow and, and made it a little bit more better traction. So followed that up. And, uh, you know, once you get to the top, it was just a tunnel of people screaming and there, there's people up, you know, cheering all the way up. My coach, Patrick Reagan and, and Magdalena Belay were, were, uh, kind of maybe, uh, I don't know, three quarters of the way up the climb and, uh, I got to see them and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was, it was just a great moment to, to acknowledge we are here and doing it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I got to the tunnel I'm trying try not to get too excited by it. Um, and, you know, really hadn't run yet. So uh, once I got to the top and we had a uh, um, a descent, uh, I tried running. And for some reason, my legs just did not want to run, which was kind of alarming. Um, I, I just, uh, I don't know what it was, but um, they didn't want to pick up. They didn't want to get to pace uh, or or you know, or move for me. Um, I don't know if it was the snow or, or elevation, a combination of both, uh, or something that I had done. I, I really don't know. Um, but that was the, the theme you'll hear for quite some time. So, um, uh, you know, we, we made our way down the first, uh, descent and, uh, coming down, um, we, uh, we were definitely in the snow still. Um, lots of different um, <laughs> experiences in the snow I was being very cautious Obviously I didn't want to get hurt So um, Just tried to uh you know be observant as to um where people were stepping where the snow was broken um you know uh, where things were poking through you know there were trees that were now being exposed due to um the melt off that hadn't been previously so there was um you know some branches sticking out and stuff so had to be really careful up top um you know still lots of snow uh we you know we we went through lots of stretches where it was just you know if, i mean you'd you know you'd be running for a good 15 minutes through constant snow and sliding and it was up and down so you know you're, you're trying to follow footsteps to get up because people had kind of kicked in the foot so you made a step for you so following that and then you had like a down where it was like a shoot where you had to kind of slide on your butt so you were constantly up and down and um, sliding every which way you know constantly using your stabilizer muscles so you know obviously it was a lot of work which was crazy <laughs> um so um but yeah i just you know i I just didn't feel like um you know i was able to to get going Uh, it was just you know kind of weird and i was okay because you know i was obviously trying to be conservative and not go too hard and um wanted to to feel good um and not not use too much energy too early but at the same time you know um I had a goal of going sub 24 and, uh, you know, the pace I was kind of hitting was, <laughs> was not what I needed. Um, but I figured, you know, this is the snow. Let's, uh, let's be patient and, uh, you know, see how things go. Um, so, um, our first aid station was about 10 miles in at, uh, at Lion Ridge. Um, just kind of dumped my trash, um, grabbed a, a swig of water in my reusable cup um, you know, thank the volunteers and, uh, and kind of moved on. Um, I wouldn't see my crew until Robinson flat, which is 30 miles in. So, um, the next aid station at red star Ridge, um, I had a drop bag to kind of resupply there. Um, and, uh, you know, by the time I hit red star Ridge, I had gone through, um, my 1.5 liter bladder, so um I, you know i I replenished there um I was using highle uh nutrition, which uh formerly known as long haul and um uh you know i refueled there um I was doing uh spring gel um and a goo roctane. I was alternating those every 35 minutes. Um, and that seemed to be going well. Uh, nutrition was on point at this point, you know, still early in the race. Um, and as we, uh, went from lion Ridge to red star Ridge, uh, it was just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Reminded me of the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, just the, the, uh, the environment around me, uh, the trees and the views, uh, just being up on the, you're, you know, we're in the high country, so you're up on the ridge and just running along and, and getting to see, uh, just tons of, of views, uh, oh, left and right. It was just so gorgeous. I really enjoyed that. Um, and, uh, uh just had a great time, um, kind of, uh, you know looking around um still snowy of course uh, so had to still be cautious um uh, playing it safe um and uh as i as i got to red star ridge i kind of looked at the uh you know the the sign that kind of tells you uh where you are according to 24 hour pace and i was already about 35 minutes behind 24 hour pace which kind of frustrated me i'll be honest um you know, I was like, oh, you know, because I, I just knew it wasn't going right. Like my legs just were not on point that day for me. You know, again, for whatever reason, I still haven't figured out what was going on. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think a ton of things could have contributed to it. Um, being out here with the time change, I didn't sleep well. Um, I kept waking up like it was East Coast time. Uh, so I, I didn't get solid sleep. Um, nutrition was off. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't really on point with my um, my nutrition leading up to race day, um, kind of (laughs) just enjoyed myself a little too much with the the foods that are around here. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I, um, I I said, all right, well, we gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta keep moving. So, um, from Red Star, the next aid station was, um, just under nine miles away at Duncan Canyon. Um, and so, um, you know, I just tried to try to stay smooth and patient um you know, that was that was the name of the game all day long was uh just try to stay patient and stay present stay positive and that's that's really what I did um honestly uh you know I, I, tr- I tried not to get frustrated uh, I tried not to go negative you know I just accepted the day for what it was which was difficult obviously but um I was prepared to uh to you know to to do what I had to do. This, this was Western States as, uh, as I was reminded, (laughs) you know, constantly by looking around and, uh, and seeing other runners. Um, it was, uh, it was just evident that this was an amazing experience and I was trying to absorb that and absorb positivity from the experience. So, um, when I got into, uh, Duncan Canyon, um, I just grabbed some, uh, some fruit. I'll be honest, the aid stations kind of surprised me. Um, there, there was, um, there wasn't many gluten-free options. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm not supposed to eat wheat. I have an allergy. I'm not celiac, but I'm not supposed to eat too much wheat. Uh, and it was mostly fruit, uh, that I could eat, uh, which was okay. Um, but, uh, obviously I wanted something with, uh, more calories, uh, and perhaps some more carbohydrates. Um, and I just couldn't find those options at the aid stations, which was, you know, that was tough. Um, it made it really tough. But thankfully, uh, from Duncan Canyon to Robinson Flat, uh, you know, I had just over uh, six miles um, or just under six miles to uh, to Robinson Flat, which was where I'd see my crew. But um, in that time, I had to go through Duncan Canyon. Um, and, uh, you know, up on the ridge, um, I had kind of passed... Um, um, <laughs> I had passed uh, Camille Heron, um and she was just struggling in the snow, uh, which was rough. And she talks about that how you know she just struggles up there in the snow. And so um, coming down into Duncan Canyon, I heard her, and uh, she came flying past me. And I said to uh, uh, the gentleman I was running with, Tim, um, "You know, man, I can't wait to see what she does now that she can she can run." Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, if you saw, she she had a drop, but. Um, it was pretty incredible to watch her come flying by um you know in Duncan Canyon um so coming up Duncan Canyon uh you know I kind of kind of hit a little bit of a a a low um we got to the base of Duncan Canyon there was a really deep creek crossing they had a rope to help us cross uh and um I don't know I just kind of struggled up that climb um again, you know, just, I was trying to be positive and, and, be okay, but it was so early in the race to be struggling as hard as I was. Um, so just, you know, tried to stay within myself. Um, and, you know, I knew I was going to see my crew, which totally excited me and had me motivated to, to see my kids and my wife and, you know, my friends. Um, so, uh, you know, I got up there, Robinson flat was, um, was pretty snowy actually, but that was the last bit of snow that, uh, we would see. So I got into Robinson flat, you know, I told them what was going on. Um, we, uh, we, we, you know, we tried to um, reload me and, and get me ready because, uh, you know, it, this was the tough part. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't see them again um, until um, Michigan Bluff, another 25 miles. So, you know, first crew spot, 30 miles. Second crew spot was at 55 miles. So I had another 25. And then I still couldn't pick up a pacer at Michigan Bluff. I had to wait another seven miles after that till Forest Hill. So it was really tough, you know, being a uh, being in, in that situation, because um, yeah, I'm I'm a very social runner, and I, I just couldn't seem to find somebody to uh, to kind of keep pace with and and enjoy company with. Every once in a while, I picked up. You know, I mentioned the gentleman Tim. I, I had met Sam, um, who both they it seems like they both did amazing. Um, but um, but I just couldn't find anybody that was kind of you know hitting my pace. I, like like I said, I just was, I was slow <laughs> and I just didn't know why. Uh, so anyhow, um, we resupplied there at Robinson Flat. I gave everybody big hugs and, um, you know, just really um, was like, you know, oh man, I got, I got 25 miles to go, but I tried not to, to think about it that way. Um, I tried to just think about, okay, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's get ready. Cause uh, now we're going into the canyons. Um, and you know, that's, that's the tough part, right? Uh, The canyons, um, where it can be super hot. Thankfully this year it was the fifth coolest on record for Western States. So it really wasn't too bad. Um, it was hard. I'm not going to say it wasn't hard. Um, you know, the canyons were very tough. They're steep, um, lots of switchbacks. Um, you know, and it was, it was, it was challenging. It was absolutely challenging. Um, I got to, um, got through, um, the, the first canyon and uh and got to to devil's thumb and uh well i guess i should start by saying um i you know i I made my way to dusty corners um and uh you know again was looking for some food options um and dusty corners is typically a uh a crew accessible aid station but due to the fires and the forest service roads that were um you know they're not really accessible um they had special permissions to get the aid stations in there but um you know, the uh, the crews could not get in there, so I got to Dusty Corners, and um, you know I, I just could not find some food to eat, which was just uh, you know kind of alarming because I had not really had any solid food up until this point, and Dusty Corners is 38 miles in. Um, so, um, and again, um, you know, I'm behind 24 hour pace still, you know, about that 35, 40 minutes behind, uh, 24 hour pace and just like not understanding, you know, and um, now I'm starting to contribute it to the fact that, uh, I just didn't have anything to eat, uh, which was tough. So, um, dusty corners, uh, kind of let us down, uh, we had this really long, awesome descent, um, you know, but again, I couldn't get a pace going, um, and then, um, we got to uh last chance um you know try to fuel up because we had a you know a canyon um went down and then coming back up it was just a slow grind that was kind of the hottest part of the day for me which brought me up to devil's thumb um so uh last chance again just you know kind of sat down i grabbed my uh i had a drop bag there so i grabbed my drop bag and, and tried to refuel and i tried to eat a little bit but um the, I don't know, it just, you know, it, it just wasn't going well. My stomach was just like, it didn't want to take in anything. And I think it's just cause I hadn't eaten. And you know, the only options they really had was watermelon and potatoes for me. That was the only thing I, that they had. And the potatoes just did not taste well. they were just boiled potatoes. Um, and I had been eating tons of watermelon. I was just like, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't happening. Um, and then whatever they filled my bladder with, um, you know, I, 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 poured in the highlight and just told them, you know, just fill this up with water. Um, whatever they filled it with, um, it turned my stomach and that's where my stomach went real wrong. Um, I started throwing up, um, I'd never thrown up in a hundred miler. Um, and it just, it was the taste of whatever the water was. I don't know if the cooler was dirty. Uh, I don't know if they had something else in the water. I don't know what it was, but, um, it like whatever it did as soon as the, you know, the fluid, touch my lips it just came back out um so i i was you know i was having a really hard time getting stuff down and of course you know from from last chance uh, to devil's thumb that's a huge canyon and just coming out of that i was just wiped um it's a steep you know steep climb i just didn't have the the energy to to get through it and uh, it was just it was everything i had to to get up there so um got up to devil's thumb um took a moment uh you know just to kind of (laughs) um to to get myself together collect myself um i dumped out my bladder because obviously it was not working i told them if you can just rinse this out and just put water in it um you know and so they did um which brought me back down and which was you know this was a time where finally my legs started running. Um, there was some guys behind me that kind of latched on, and all of a sudden my legs clicked, and I was able to run like I usually do. Um, so I started running, uh, you know, running down to El Dorado Creek at the base, base of the the canyon. There's um, there's an aid station. And uh, I just grabbed some soda down there to see if I could settle my stomach a little bit, just some Coke. Um, and, uh, you know, then I began my my last ascent up to Michigan Bluff, um, another big climb. Um, was feeling okay on the climb. Um, I got up to the top of the canyon, and um, I saw um, Amy Rasecki, who is the uh, Vermont 100 race director. And uh, she could tell I was pretty wiped. Um, and so she brought me... Uh, into kind of the aid station area where um, all my crew was waiting. Uh, my kids had signs. <laughs> oh, I can't, oh. Oh, sorry. Got a little emotional. Uh, just seeing them. Uh, that was a beautiful moment. Uh, seeing my son and my daughter. They were so excited to see me and my wife. Taking pictures. Uh, You know, my friends, Morgan Mercedes and Nathan. Patrick Reagan was there. (sighs) (sighs) Uh, It's a beautiful memory. Seeing those guys, because I was hurting. Uh, I don't know how I stayed positive there. Uh, I hadn't eaten, and... I felt like trash, but somehow I was positive and smiling, giving hugs and high fives. Um, Victor Ballesteros was there from Victory uh, Sports Designs. He does the the drop bags and uh, was screaming out my name. Appreciate that, Victor. Um, It was just so much positivity there, and I was so relieved to get there. I think you know what kept me positive was the fact that I was just looking forward to seeing those guys so much <laughs> and having such a rough go at it it just felt good to be around them and then absorb their energy and I think if anything I just needed that at that point it was just you know a little bit of uh spiritual refueling <laughs> um but um yeah I was I was in a bad way um um, and I should say that, you know, back the first time I saw them at Robinson Flat, we changed out of the, the Mountain Racer 2s because my feet were soaked. Um, I had used the Drymax socks, um, which had done really well. My feet actually held up super well all throughout this race. Um, I used uh, an old sock that they don't make anymore. Unfortunately, it was the Sage Canada sock. Um, but uh, it worked extremely well for me. Um, so uh, Robinson Flat, I switched out to the uh, Olympus 5s. Uh, The ultra olympus fives and uh they had carried me really well and so at michigan bluff um you know i was uh i was soaking wet and starting to shiver and uh it was getting towards uh you know towards uh the evening so um we switched out everything um my socks i stayed in the olympus but we switched out my socks we switched out my shorts we switched out my shirt um And uh, I was, you know, I was starting to get some some cramps just because I I would just been subsisting off of water and trying to eat electrolyte tabs and um, just didn't have enough. So we were trying to jam some some electrolytes into me. They had some chicken quesadillas. um, And so um, it was the first time I'd had real food. And um, now we're talking, you know, I don't know, probably 6 p.m. So, uh, 11 hours into the race and I'm getting my first bit of, of, uh, of food in me. Um, so, you know, they had my tent set up, so we jumped in there, um, and my wife kind of massaged out my legs. Um, and, uh, and we got me all, you know, switched out and was starting to shiver. So they knew they had to get me going. Um, so, uh, I told them just put element T. Uh, in my in my bladder, so at least I got some electrolytes. Um, we didn't have the full aid station supply, um, all my bags and stuff, because they were saving that for Forest Hill and 7 Miles. They had to take a shuttle into Michigan Bluff, so uh, they didn't bring everything. So I didn't have, like, my my Volterran gel for my legs or, um, you know, all of my Element T. Uh, so they only had a few of some stuff that I was carrying on me, so I didn't have much in the bladder, but it was enough. Um we kind of threw on, um, a long sleeve and a jacket. Um, thankfully I had that. I threw a buff on my head. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I just had to make my way. I knew I had to make my way from Michigan bluff to forest Hill and I'd be picking up Nathan, my first pacer. Um, and you know, one of the best guys on earth. Um, so I had something to look forward to. Uh, I knew I was well behind pace now for 24 hours. Uh, and then it was, you know, it was, uh, a 30 hour was, you know, uh, or somewhere between 24 and 30-hour was now the reality, uh, which was fine. It, it didn't detract you know, from my race. Um, I, I felt great that I had seen those guys. Um, again, I just fed off their energy. I uh, was just extremely looking forward to Forest Hill. They knew I needed some more food in Forest Hill um, and that we needed to kind of problem-solve what was going on with my stomach. Um, you know, I was able to hold down the quesadilla, thankfully, drink some soda with it, uh, some coke again, and it seemed to settle my stomach. Um, uh, I think they had some some pretzels that I took with me because uh, I was I wasn't really doing the gels anymore. Um, just my stomach was just not holding down anything. So um, yeah, the uh, the section from Michigan Bluff to Forest Hill, um, you know, on my own was um, was <laughs> it seemed pretty long. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was trying to get to Forest Hill. Uh, before I needed to turn on my headlamp and um, the uh, it, it it had a some pretty good climbs um, The last climb was really long to finally get me up to the street um, you know the, the some of the pacers showed up where we popped off of the trail and uh, i was hoping to see my pacer there because they could get to you a little bit early but uh, he wasn't there so got up to uh the street where uh the forest hill aid station is and i started running down and then morgan showed up which was a great relief to see him and he kind of ran me into forest hill um they had bought some some chinese food and i had some chicken fried rice um got that down and um again, they kind of just, you know, we started problem solving and I, I, we had my element T. Uh, so we put that in my bladder, um, got that all, you know, situated, um, got some more pretzels, um, and then, uh, rubbed my legs down with, uh, the Voltaren gel, like I was talking about. Um, and you know, they were worried about me not getting enough calories, obviously. So they, they wanted to try the high lay again and just see if it was the, the water that had, uh, had turned my stomach and, uh, you know, like, well, let's test it just to make sure before you go out. And so, uh, you know, I took one sip and it came right back out. I threw up everything I had just eaten, uh, which was super frustrating. Um, so, you know, glad we tested it. <laughs> um, we switched back to element T, um, and like I said, just loaded me up with uh, some, a bag of pretzels. Um, you know and, and the spring seemed to be okay. Anything sugary did not go down. anything sugary if I tried goo or you know scratch chews anything with glucose was just not settling and so um, we tried sticking to the those you know those things that were more real food uh fructose based. Uh, or pretzels, like I said, um, soda seemed to be doing okay. Uh, Coke was really the the resolution, as I would find out <laughs> um, not not uh, mountain dew <laughs> so um, uh, by the time I headed out of Forest Hill, it was dark, so um, Nathan and I turned on our lights. Uh, we could not access the private property trail, uh, which is the um, you know the traditional course, so they had us running on the road for just over two miles. Um, But I got my legs going again. I was able to kind of start running again. And uh, after Forest Hill, um, it's, uh, man, it's, I wouldn't see my crew again until, let's see, Green Gate. So um, Forest Hill to Green Gate is about 18 miles-ish. So um, we had to hit all the Cal Street Aid stations Cal one Cal two and cal three um, and so um, cal one wasn 't too far um, you know I was, it was the downhill I, I was able to run a bit um, Cal two uh, it was about five miles too and that was that was a tough section um, it was like again legs didn 't want to move I was starting to get sleepy um, so um, we got through Cal two. Um, but once we got to, um, Cal three, it was just, um, oh man, I, like I was falling asleep on my feet. So we tried to take like a little 20 minute nap. They had a cot there, but you know, it's loud. It's loud at an aid station. They had cowbells going. Um, and I was just, I was falling asleep. You know, I fell asleep for a little bit, got a little bit of a nap. I thought I was going to be okay. Um, next aid station was Rocky Chucky where we crossed the river. So I thought I was going to be okay to Rocky Chucky, but, uh, we got going on the trail, and it was just you know kind of a drop off to our left and I was staggering. I was a zombie walking all over the place, falling asleep. Nathan was having to grab my arm, you know keep me on on the trail and he's like, "Dude, just lay down you know you're you're a danger to yourself right now." And so uh, we, we took a dirt nap, but, you know, runners coming by, they would see us and, you know, wake us up like, are you okay? And, you know, I mean, this, it was really nice, but everybody kept waking us up. So it was really hard to get any solid sleep, but I think I got, a, you know, a few minutes at least. Um, so woke up and we got moving. I felt a little bit better once I, once I got up and was able to kind of run down to Rocky Chucky. Um, we didn't uh, we didn't need anything, you know. There was uh, nobody there at Rucky Chucky, so we just ran through the aid station, um, got into the raft, took our raft ride across the river, which was which was pretty cool. Actually, uh, we enjoyed that. <laughs> that was a fun ride. Um, I enjoyed that with Nathan. And uh, then it was just a climb up to Green Gate, which is just a long uh, dirt road up to Green Gate, which is where, again, we'd see my crew and everybody. Um, it was, uh, you know, probably two in the morning by that time. And I was staggering again, um, you know, kind of swaying left and right. Eyes were closing. I was, you know, I found myself walking, you know, quite a few steps with my you know, eyes closed, falling asleep. And uh, Nathan kept trying to wake me up, you know, music, everything. He did everything he could to try to keep me up and moving. Um, and, uh, you know, we were, we were starting to question whether I was going to be able to finish in the 30-hour cutoff because I was, you know, I was not in a good way between my stomach and falling asleep. Things were not going right. And so, um, you know, I knew it was a real concern. As I got into Greengate, I mean, I sat down to kind of resupply with my crew my wife woke up my daughter, um, just to come say, Hey, my, my son stayed asleep. Um, but, um, you know, they wouldn't let me take a nap. Uh, they're like, you got to keep moving if you're going to finish. Uh, and Morgan was, was going to pace me for the next section. Um, and so I was, I was a little bit, you know, uh, questioning whether we made the right decision because I was still falling asleep. Um, I tried a cup of coffee at the aid station. Um, you know again we we tried to put some food in me, whatever we could find um you know i the past few aid stations we had been doing some they had some rice with uh some some broth. I told them to go really light on the broth because I tried to take broth at one and it just came right back up. so I said, "Go light on the broth," and the rice seemed to stay down, so um at least I was getting a little bit of food in me. I really wasn't getting much in between the aid stations though, which uh you know was not good but um yeah the um green gate to auburn lakes trail uh aid station was it was uh, it was rough um morgan was having to grab me just like nathan i was falling off the trail um i I couldn't stay awake um it was i I didn't experience much like this in bigfoot uh i think it was just the calorie deficit uh, which is you know what my pacers kept saying is dude you got to eat and then i just you know, I couldn't, I got maybe half a spring gel down and I'd have to squeeze the rest out cause I just, I couldn't get any more. It just was, you know, my stomach was turning, um, which was super tough. Um, but, um, we kept moving forward and, uh, you know, the light was coming. We could see day, daylight coming and I was fighting, you know, just to keep moving forward. Um, you know, I, I tried to jog to keep myself awake, but I would fall asleep jogging and I it was just, it was so hard. I don't know why I was struggling so hard with, You know, this whole race, it was, you know, again, uh, I was, (laughs) and again, I didn't get angry. I just, I couldn't explain it. We've been trying to problem solve all day long and it's just, you know, nothing was working. Um, It wasn't my day. You know, that's what I had to accept. It's just, it was not my day. But as the light came, um, things changed. Uh, as dawn reached all of a sudden i found myself running and my legs remembered how to run it was the first time all race besides that one stretch around 50 where i was able to run downhill that i was like oh i can run and i felt my legs turning over i felt my normal pace i felt normal again my stomach started to feel better and it all came with the dawn dawn renewed me and we ran into the auburn lakes uh a uh, trail aid station and they had breakfast burritos and they had pancakes. And so we grabbed the breakfast burrito and some pancakes and a Coke and just kept going. You know, we really didn't stop. Um, you know, it's at this point I needed to keep moving. I knew, you know, I was, I was fighting to get to, uh, the finish line and, uh, uh I didn't feel stressed or pressure. I just knew I had work to do. And so I ate those things and I felt, renewed um i i was running um we ran from auburn lakes trail to quarry road um and um at uh, at quarry road um let me see um trying to remember my aid stations here um okay so quarry road was the um if you saw on instagram um morgan took a picture or they took a picture of morgan scott Jurek. Hal Corner and myself, uh, that was Hal Corner's aid station. And it was amazing to see those guys. And it was so funny. Um, you know, uh, Hal didn't recognize me at first, of course, cause it had been a long time since I'd seen Hal. Um, and, um, <laughs> and then he looked at my bib and he's like, Oh my God, Aaron, how are you? <laughs> so it was nice to, to, um, to, you know, to see Hal and to catch up with him a little bit. Um, they had some amazing rice balls, which were delicious, but I tried to have them with some Mountain Dew and everything came right back up. <laughs> the Mountain Dew did not do me right. So, um, but, um, but uh, again, you know, my stomach wasn't bad. It's was just, I was, you know, I had to remember what, what, what could stay down. So, um, we, uh, we grabbed a, a pancake to go and, uh, I, I ate the pancake again, you know, I'm not supposed to have gluten, but at this point I was struggling and I needed, I needed those calories. So, um, we grabbed the pancake to go and we kept running. Uh, from Quarry Road to Pointed Rocks, I was running uphills, and, you know, Morgan's like, oh, my God, dude, like, I can't believe you're running, and I was feeling good. Uh, I knew we'd see, again, our crew at Pointed Rocks, and I was going to pick up my last pacer in Mercedes, so um, we, you know, Morgan and I ran, and we passed a ton of people, um, just, you know, cheering them on, saying, come on, come with us, you know, like, but we were moving really well. Um, you know, it was it was one of those moments where finally things were clicking and I was like, Oh, thank God. You know, like I, I knew that the finish was in within reach if I could just keep moving. So, um, we ran, ran, ran and ran and ran. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, that it it just seems at the end of a race where, um, you know, Um, it seems like you're going so much faster, but the miles pass by so slowly. So I was trying not to look at my watch or, you know, pay attention to the the miles beeping off. And, uh, I just, uh, I just enjoyed, you know, running with Mo. We had a great conversation. Um, I was awake, um, stomach was okay. You know, it finally felt good. (laughs) It was so nice. I felt so good oh man and we're running next to the river um just so many you know so many wonderful memories um with these guys um you know nathan was amazing Uh, i can't thank him enough that was probably the toughest part of the race was you know what nathan had to go through you know keeping me going because i was i was in probably you know the lowest point physically uh between my stomach and how sleepy i was and you know mo had to tolerate that for a bit but then like i said once the sun hit um I was I was I was Aaron again. <laughs> and so uh it was what a what a tremendous experience and I can't thank those guys enough. Um so we got to to Pointed Rocks and Morgan called ahead to Mercedes and, and told her, you know, hey, you know, have some pancakes ready for Aaron. Um have uh have a Coke. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep him moving. So, um, you know, I got into pointed rocks. Uh, everybody was there. It was such a beautiful aid station. Uh, it's just giant meadow. The grass is just beautiful with these awesome groves of trees. Uh, It's just, man, it's just, I can, I can picture it in my mind and it's what a wonderful place. What a beautiful scenery. Um, and Mercedes was just so excited to, to pace me. So, um, we grabbed the food i gave everybody big hugs told them i loved them and that uh i'd see them at roby point you know the the final place where we'd run into the finish together so, um, yeah, Mercedes and I took off, um, we were running, I was, you know, again, just feeling good, um, enjoying it, having a great time, being cautious, you know, I didn't want to get hurt at this point, uh, knew we were coming up to no hands bridge, uh, which is an iconic, you know, part of the course uh, that leads you right to the, the final climb up to the Ruby point, uh, we crossed over the bridge and started making our ascent. And uh, down comes Dylan Bowman. (laughs) And, uh, of course, you know, he's legendary, bro. (laughs) It cracked me up. So um, Mercedes and I, you know, we continued our climb, and we're, we're getting up. We can hear the people at Roby Point. And uh, just getting excited. You know, our, our crew supposed to meet us there, but we got up there, and they weren't quite there yet. Uh, but everybody's cheering, and you're just feeling the energy. You know you're just over a mile from the finish, you know, a mile from finishing Western States. So I'm looking at my watch, and I've got plenty of time, and my legs are fine. Uh, we, You know, we climbed up the final hill, and, and there was my crew, you know, coming down to meet me, um, trying not to cry. Uh <laughs> oh, man, what a feeling. <laughs> It was amazing. Oh just amazing. Ah, just seeing those guys. Um, you know, uh man, my wife, my daughter, um Mo and Nathan. Um, my son was gonna meet us at the track. And uh Patrick was there and uh, the crowd just started chanting my name, which was overwhelming. <laughs> <sighs> It just felt so good, and uh, we got up that final hill, and Patrick looked at me and said, you're about to finish Western States, and it just felt like this wash over of relief and joy, you know, I mean, all that I'd gone through to get there, uh, I fought hard. I probably fought harder than I had in any hundred to get there. And just so proud. So relieved. I could tell. I could see it in my kids' eyes how happy they were. They knew what this meant to me. It was truly a moment. So, as we ran down, just people cheering. um... You know, it was just what a great experience. Just, I don't think I stopped smiling the whole time. We crossed over the white bridge. You could see the turn into the track. I got onto the track and there was a photographer, you know, to video you coming around the track. And he follows you the whole time and he's like, please don't sprint. <laughs> and it was everything I could to hold back because I just wanted to run hard to the finish. But we just jogged it in, enjoying the moment all together. Um, I had my kids, my wife. We're all jogging together, and their smiles—oh, so precious! It's gonna be something I'll remember forever. Oh, it's just, it was wonderful. The cheers—hundreds you know, hundreds of people were on the track because we're getting close to the golden hour. And people just screaming. I could hear my name over at the PA. I just, what a what a way to finish. Um, I've never had a 100-mile finish like that, not even UTMB. Uh, I mean, this was amazing. Coming across the line, I kissed the clock. I kissed my hand, and then <laughs> my hand kissed the clock. And then we had a picture together. And I gave Craig Thornley a huge hug. Thanked him for all his hard work and dedication to his men. i got to collect myself for a second here. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, I knew I was done. I had finished. And I can move on. Um, I can't tell you what that meant. Because <laughs> it, it was questionable for a little while there. And that was hard. Um, uh, you know, I recognized how hard we had fought together to that finish line and I couldn't have done it without uh, you know Morgan and Nathan and Mercedes definitely couldn't have done it without my wife and kids so Amron, Keegan, Beth you're amazing <laughs> you're my lightning rod i <laughs> oh, sorry everybody it just it meant the world to me to have them all there And to finish this race With them I I, I couldn't have been happier I don't care what the time was I don't care what color my buckle was We got it done (laughs) They asked me soon after If I would ever do it again (laughs) And I don't know (laughs) I still have all my tickets Because I got in through the raffle But I don't know if I'd want to do this again Um but uh it was an amazing course it was amazing opportunity and i'm grateful especially grateful that i finished and to be able to finish with my friends and my family um and with all of your support good lord the outpouring of support you know through texts and messages and emails facebook instagram strava it's just oh my god i'm overwhelmed community is so amazing, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, I want to thank you all for being a part of it and for you know making this so meaningful to me. A new chapter is about to begin. Uh, we're closing the chapter on MR Running Pains. I'll be announcing my new rebranding here within the week. I'm going to do a special podcast episode to launch the new brand. Um, something that's more cohesive with who I am and what I do. Um, If you started reading my posts, you can almost guess what it's going to be. I've been closing my posts with it. So, just a little hint at what's to come. But thank you. (laughs) Thanks for bearing with me and my emotions. You all know I wear my heart on my sleeve. (laughs) How much this running means to me. How much you all mean to me. I want to thank you for listening for being a part of this again my my biggest thanks to Beth, Keegan and Ambron to Mo, to Nathan, to Mercedes to Coach Patrick Regan for all their support and kindness all their words of encouragement and love I can't wait for Vermont we're going to keep moving forward that's all we know to do so once again Thank you all for listening. I can't wait to talk to you next time. But until then, keep running, my friends.